Okay, good morning, everybody. Happy New Week. Uh, back in the office this week, in the Melbourne office. Last week was a public holiday, so we skipped that one. Um, and right next to me, I have a Wendy Trevathan over from Brizzy. And you can see behind her already. I don't even need to make the introduction. She has got her two books, Midlife Mojo and Dear Nurse Me. Uh, so thank you, Wendy, for jumping in this morning. And we're going to talk a little bit more about your Midlife Mojo book and the things you're doing behind that. Um, but before we begin, let's do the official introduction and we'll get stuck into some gold nuggets you've got to share about uh, your three shortcuts to happiness this morning, guys. Wendy prides herself in empowering others to achieve their highest values in life and enhances motivation, achievement and success. Wendy is a registered nurse and has had an extensive career in the health sector across clinical, middle management and educator roles. She has been the recipient of many awards with the Queensland Cancer Council, including study at the Royal Marsden Hospital in London. She's an author of two books, as you can see behind her, Midlife Mojo, and recently published Dear Nurse Me. She holds postgraduate qualifications in cancer nursing and adult health education and has successfully mentored many nurses along her career mm. pathways. Her ability to connect and provide long-term sustainable solutions for others is her trademark. Mm. Her passion for helping others combine her personal and career experiences. Wendy's clients have described her as being inspirational and provided caring motivation for them to reach their goals. All right, Wendy, let's wow. get back into yeah. <laughs> many accolades there. Such an amazing um, career of so many things that you've done and so many people that you have helped. Mm. So this morning we're talking about your first published book, Midlife Mojo, that we worked on about four years ago, wasn't it? Four years ago, that yep. that that retreat, the August two thousand and eighteen retreat, the record holding retreat, <laughs> uh, August twenty eighteen was um, the retreat that Wendy attended, and then you know she uh, published Midlife Mojo, and only recently she got a, um, a, a a group of six nurses to come together and write letters to their younger selves, but more importantly, we're talking about the three shortcuts to happiness. Mm -hmm. um, and I know your flavor is a lot around midlife because it is around midlife that people can get in stuck in a rut, if you if you know what I mean, in a few different areas of their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and then that's where I found myself in my 40s leading up to the 50, um, you know, that I was clinically obese and I had a few things going on and with my personal life, my career life, and everything just seemed to be in a bit of a jumble. So I made some really conscious decisions around my health and well-being um, that encompassed everything. And including in that was me seeking my own uh, reasons why and, you know, what were my motivators and why was it important for me to maintain my own health. Um, you know, I realised nursing other people with chronic illness that if I didn't do something at that time that I was going to end up looking you know, somebody's going to look after me with a chronic illness. So um, really important. And, um, you know, it was important at that time with so many changes going on. And I understand, you know, looking back on it, that it just seems to be like a, a knot in a bow tie. Like you've got, you've got so many things going around with your family and your work and career life and, and you're, you know, the glue in the middle. So if you don't look after that and your yeah. health, then um, everything else just seems to uh, not work. So my 
my joy in life is try and find people's um, their thriving spot. So what actually is their magic or their mojo um, to keep that solid so that everything else around them can actually work. <laughs> yeah, amazing. So what are these three shortcuts to happiness? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, my book is designed, like the first part of it is around about your key motivators. And one of the underlying things there is um, actually understanding your own core values. So you mentioned at the beginning, like my little mantra has, is all around values. And I get that all the time. You know, people say to me, you oh, Wendy, how have you stayed resilient and strong through everything that you've gone through? You know, what actually um, underpins everything that you do? And it has to come back to the core values that I own. So my top three values, you can go through a values elicitation exercise. So there's lots of them out there. And I do that with my clients to identify the top three values. And you, Nat, actually say um, during the seminar and to your authors, uh, authors that if you don't push your book up into those core three values, the book is just not going to happen. And that happens with everything in your life. So um, my core values that pulled me through all of this, or the number one was health. So I recognise, you know, that if you don't have your health, everything else is going to fall apart. The number two, and probably in parallel, was family. So very strong, um, you know, looking after my two children, and I still do to this day. I've made changes in my life and career around my children. And the third one is um, it's a value of respect. So that was the way that I was brought up with my parents, and I instill that um, with my children and everything that I do. And when 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 those core values get compromised, that's when you find your body actually physically reacts to that in a stress response. So recognizing that stress response is really important to understand that those core values of yours are being challenged so they can be challenged in a positive way an extension but they can also be challenged in a negative way and when they get constantly challenged in a negative way we find ourselves in a bit of a pickle with our health the feedback to your body and your organs is is becoming unbalanced mm. so that's the first shortcut is actually recognizing where those yeah for a second and like reflect on it were your uh have your values shifted throughout life and you've you've well uh, i think the older that you're so busy with everything with your family and everything that you don't really have take the time to reflect and i really admire you know the younger ones these days that are actually very in tune with where their body is and um you know very um able to recognize when things are not going right and they identify the triggers very early but I think in my mid-40s was when I really stopped and actually did a lot of self-reflection through those hard times to understand deep down what my core values and from that time onwards they've, they've held fast it's health family and respect um, yeah and definitely sort of in my um, career if I wasn't happy in my work environment, it was the respect one that was um, that was being conflicted. conflicted. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the first one, like actually recognizing, um, you know, where those values are being conflicted. No. Yeah. Good morning to those that have been saying good morning. There's been a few people who've said hello and they're watching live. So I hope you're enjoying some of this wisdom when they're sharing with us. So yeah, absolutely. And I.
I do believe, like, I think maybe later in life, I think your values can firm up, but perhaps maybe through your earlier life, uh, maybe from the time you're 20 to 40, you can have kind of shifting priorities and all that kind of stuff. And I always say, actually, in life, you can choose what you value at particular times, especially if you want to focus on a, a particular project or, you know, your career may have been like, you know, really, really, you know, important at, you know, at a particular stage. And sometimes people put health on the back burner and not remove that out of their top three values, which is what can happen. And then, you know, you come back in and um, reevaluate. But you're absolutely right. All right, give us the second one. The second one is um, feeding from that first one is actually picking your hormone pickers. So we all know um, that hormones. Um, uh, are the neurotransmitters that help us with our body systems to make them work. One of the key hormone, of course, with happiness is, is dopamine. So um, that's actually a motivation chemical um, and we get that from a variety of stimulants. Um, one, of the, one of them is listening to music. Um, just to get up and moving can actually stimulate um, the dopamine in your body and getting good quality sleep and eating enough protein is um, some of the things that you can do for to raise the dopamine level. Um, the, the, so there's four main hormones that I'm going to talk about here. There's actually about 10 that's involved with it, but these are the four main common ones. The second one is oxytocin. So they're your um, warm and cuddly feeling. So when you actually give someone a hug or you're patting an animal, um, that releases the oxytocin to give you that warm and, I call it the warm and fuzzies. Um, giving compliments. So this is why gratitude and edifying other people and getting satisfaction out of doing that also um, stimulates that oxytocin um, level in your body. Serotonin, so that is a, um, it's, a it's like a, um, um, a love uh, hormone so that you can when you're doing self-love activities such as enjoying a good yoga session or spending time in nature so that you're breathing in the fresh air um, being in the sun so being indoors is not a very good idea getting out in the sun not only giving you that um, vitamin d but also stimulating the, the serotonin levels and achieving a goal. So if you're a, a person and that you're really big on checklists and things, I know that because I've seen behind the scenes, yes. but there's something about ticking those boxes that gives you that sense of satisfaction and achievement. So that's where the serotonin comes in. And the fourth one, of course, is stimulating your endorphins. So moving your body, this is why we love to dance. We love to laugh that actually helps those endorphins um, being creative. So the painters amongst us or the um, clay modelers or um, you know, getting that creative flow going. And my favorite, but not so healthy in if you have too much is eating dark chocolate. I mean, yeah. who doesn't like <laughs> dark yeah. chocolate? So they're the four, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and the endorphins. So all of those activities will help stimulate those. So picking those activities that suit your lifestyle can really help you in elevating um, happiness. happiness. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, everything makes sense. And you, you can see why, you know, so many people's happiness or mental health was affected during the pandemic because you can get outside as much or, you know, particular things. A, a lot of these things and activities almost were eliminated or, you know, mm. you had to really 
make an effort to, you know, make sure you are tapping into each of each of those things. So those are some really great suggestions. And um, I guess it would be good to have like a little checklist if you are feeling down. Have I done some of these things today? Because if I haven't, get up and have a dance or or do some movement and yeah, get out in nature and things like that, which are all everyone knows these are things they should be doing, but they're not doing it. Why, no. do, you think, why do you think people um, ignore some of the like common sense things? What do you think that is? Because they're not pushing it up with their core values and they're getting, um, um, you, you actually use a really good phrase called um, looping. So when they get into those negative thought patterns, yeah. they tend to loop through them and they, they get stuck. So by yeah. making decisive action or um, I've actually um, think of it as what is your bare minimum that you're going to go, yes, I, that's my bare minimum is that I am going to go for a 15-minute brisk walk every day. My bare minimum is that I'm going to have three vegetables during my day. So I'm, you know, understanding what your bare minimum is so that you can do that tick the box that you've done that and you feel like you have done have made a sense of achievement rather than thinking I haven't done so it's yeah. it's flipping it around changing the mindset around um, your approach to actually doing these things and setting goals for yourself and I think you can get into a positive loop as well where doing the positive things to you know you didn't end up in that loop and I think what you're saying is setting your standards like yeah as you say what's your bare minimum and if you like checklists like, like me you'll you'll tick them off I mean in my diary, in your diary yeah. Yeah, I've got my <laughs> exercise and meditated and next to it it's got yes or a no and my bare minimum is to have four per week you know yeah. so that's like where I go okay I've done my four I can slack off now <laughs> whatever but yeah that's um that's a good one and yeah uh, you're absolutely right people get stuck in a loop and it, the minute you start you uh, you break this circuit you know you can also go on a positive loop all right what's number three Number three relates to this as well, and that's building healthy boundaries. So again, they're driven by your values and also by your routines and habits. Um, and your boundaries can include your own boundaries. Mm. So these are your personal belief systems. So creating, making sure you're very strong and understanding that and building, um, you know, some language around that, some positive language so that you can, if someone's actually crossing those boundaries that you have, the um, repertoire of words that you can use without hurting that other person. Mm. Like, for example, in business, we say, you know, if we have a, a client and a, a business relation, we go, you know, is this client actually a fit for what we offer or are they not a fit? So if it, if it doesn't fit, it doesn't work, then it's a, kind of a nice way just saying that it, it's not working. It's not a fit for us. Um, so personal boundaries, um, boundaries around um, families and friends. So this is where it becomes a little bit sticky. So we're all obligated with um, with families and friends. But again, it's it's you know quite can be quite complex. But also you can actually sort of make it a bit um, lighthearted too. So building, making sure you've got you know other time factors or um, creating that space around you. And you know, and that doesn't happen in the short term. It happens. It can building skills for that can um, need to happen over a long term um, time. Um, career boundaries, so workplace boundaries, understanding you know what your role is within the organisation that you're working for, or what your role is in your own business. You know where you can give and when you need to stop. 
giving and allowing that space for yourself. So, you know, building healthy boundaries around what you do every day is really important and recognising when those boundaries are actually being crossed or breached. Um, Sometimes sometimes people don't actually recognise um, boundaries. I've been reading um, Jenny Tebbett's book, actually. So thank you, Jenny. And she talks about, you know, socially awkward children that have difficulty in learning those social boundaries. And that can transpire into adults, um, you know, where they haven't developed the skills in creating those social boundaries. So, and it's, it's you know, you don't know what you don't know. So if somebody uh, is letting you getting away with crossing some boundaries, um, you know, just a, um, a friendly reminder is, some, is something that you all need. And again, it's, it's about um, setting those standards for yourself and for those that are around you. Yeah. Especially when we, in midlife, we're probably the busiest we'll ever be in life. You know, if we have, if you have, you're raising children, you maybe have elderly parents and, you know, there's so many competing priorities around career as well. Um, You know, that's where really that practice of setting boundaries has to, you know, come in. And I think we also become wiser and better at it as we get older. Is that right? Would you say? Um, I think you can recognise um, your expectations, so mm-hmm. your own expectations as well as well as others. And I think too, the, um, the more that you actually do activities or you follow patterns, you can identify your own shortcuts in doing things, or you can actually um, um, you can see that something's going one way. So you probably nip it in the bud very early before it actually goes down down that trajectory um and i suppose that comes with life wisdom i guess yeah Yeah. so what else can people uh will people learn through uh midlife mojo um yeah so with the book or with the because my midlife i'd love to talk about like what you're creating right now that's going to be launching yeah so um as a part of this like you said, I developed, I wrote this book four years ago, and it was a, it was a bit of all three of what you call a legacy launch and leverage book. So it leveraged um, into creating my one-on-one clients at the time. Um, Nigel and I, my partner and I, are personal trainers, so we were looking at our local community and doing some group fitness sessions. And a part of that personal training, I went and explored a little bit about wellness coaching. So being a being a health professional registered nurse doesn't really touch on all the aspects of wellness. It's yeah. more of a like a medical profession. Um, but when I did the wellness coaching, it just made a lot of sense um, to incorporate those aspects of it as well. So this is what I've put into um, the Reclaim Your Mojo program. So I just felt, you know, my skills around people with chronic illness, even if they have got some things going on them, they can still have a sense of mojo or magic around um, around their condition. Um, and it's important, like we said today, about the happiness. If you're in a happier place, you tend to cope with a lot of things a lot better. Um, So that's the reclaim. So that one-on-one coaching, I'm now developing and putting it into uh, an online six-week program, um, which will be, it's being restructured at the moment and will be available in July. So some of the things around that include um, some webinars. There's daily motivation videos around um, activity that is appropriate for midlifers and beyond. Um, yeah. It's no, it's no, it's very authentic. Um, so that's me. Um, but it's 
it's giving you tips and encouragement and support every day um, about motivating you to keep going. And I'm developing it as an evergreen. So the strategies that you learn in that six weeks, um, you yeah. can repeat for the future um, and modify depending on, you know, your situation at the time. So somebody who, you know, has, you know, some heart conditions, they might have some periods that they're actually feeling quite energetic and can do things and other times not so. So they have to peak and drop depending on how they're feeling to modify what they're actually doing. Um, and, um, and I try and make it along the lines of setting routines and habits so that you're, um, it's a lifestyle change. And it's, it's funny that when you actually do, and you would know this yourself, when you get into a routine and then suddenly you don't do it for a week or so, you go, oh, I really miss, yeah. and, you, and you look forward to getting back on track and getting, um, finding your mojo and getting your, yeah. your bounce back and moving forward. So that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. So that's um, it's pretty Where exciting. Where can people find out more about what the online program launches? Is it going to be your website or? It'll be on the website. Um, it's um, being worked up behind the scenes at the moment. Um, so my website is called Healthy Options Now. We've only got a few few pages um, available at the moment with um, with the books, but um, we're preparing that as a um as an online program and also yep. after the program's complete for six weeks, then um, the participants will be invited to um, join in with a membership. And a uh, bit back to front, so my up the six weeks will be at, at a cost and then the membership will be a lower cost to maintain because they're repeating the steps um, of the six-week program. And you've just put up the, uh, the yes. website link for yeah. my book. This is the Healthy Options Now dot org uh, for anyone that is listening to this interview as an audio we should say it otherwise they can't see it on the screen um, but yes this is where the book is um, through the shop page uh, but yeah it, this is where you will be able to find out uh, where the um, where to uh, enroll into the course um, when it launches in about a month's time that's, that's it that's exciting so tell me a little bit about you know I know it was a little while back but mm. um, about how, how you found the process in the program and going through, you know, writing the book in the 48 hour author retreat and the subsequent steps. I mean, you've done it now twice. You now mm. published the second book. So mm. talk to me about, you know, kind of those early feelings when you mm. know what you didn't know. Well, I didn't know. And I was just going to start off by answering that by, you know, I came to your seminar with an idea that I wanted to write a book, but I didn't know what it was going to be about. Mm. Um, and, you know, very quickly during that seminar, I pinpointed that I want to get that health message out there that I felt was a bit of a gap in what I was doing nursing-wise and because of my own story um, and the impetus behind me going into nursing, I thought was a, a story to be told about my father and how I, you know, treasure every day as it comes along. Um, and, you know, the whole experience, like for me it was transformational so um recognizing or giving myself the um the confidence that I could write a book that I could structure a book that I could identify the steps that I had taken and then put that out there for other people to learn from what I learned yes. um and um yeah I was just so proud like when we actually did the um 
the, the mock-up for the cover for this. So it was basically the same as this, but different um, fonts, etc. What really got me in the room was the, act, the, the physical reaction from everybody in the room. They kind of went, whoa, you know, like, and um, you get that on the online retreat, but face-to-face -face, it's a little bit more um, pronounced. Yeah. And that really sort of, I went, oh, gee, I am onto a good thing here. So <laughs> let's, let's keep going with it. Um, the retreat experience was good. Yes, the, um, the socialising was good. <laughs> um, but um, And um, just learning, like, I mean, you've got a wonderful way of um, pulling the best out of people. And um, I've been fortunate enough to um, gain that from you and, um, and role model the steps as well, um, you know, for others to actually duplicate in their own yeah. world in the way that it is important to them um and, and last year when i was looking at uh, the dear nurse me collaboration yes um in the back of my mind like um my nursing career had spanned 36 years and um for me to actually look back on my career i wanted to give back to you know some of the students that i'd looked after in yeah. the last couple of years and i just I just felt that there was a bit more nurturing needed. Um, the brief that I gave the other nurses was around humanity and nursing and how important it is. And that's come through in the book. The experience of that um, project coordinating. I remember when we first talked, you said, Wendy, if you're going to do this, you're going to be the project coordinator. And I went, oh, yeah, okay, I can do that. because I've done a lot of project work in, um, in corporate health. Um, but it was taking on a project um yeah. yeah it was really um but it was worthwhile the nurses themselves have identified that it was a worthwhile well-being experience for them so there's the well-being coming into into yeah. helping them so yeah, i yeah. love that and you did an amazing job because it's not for the light-hearted when you have to project manage a um you know other people who need to write their parts of it but yeah i met quite a few of the nurses that took part in this book and um it's wonderful and to see you guys at your book launch and all that sort of stuff it's it's been really really cool so you know is there more books in you in the future I think there is you know but I'm not I'm not um it's not up in my big three values at the moment yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely every every 12 to 18 months I get that urge and I'll just kind of go and then the idea drops and then it just happens very quickly because then I'll just go and focus on it for a temporary period of time and then I get it out but yeah you'll know when when you're ready for the next one um, and dear nurse me also guys is available um online um through um I saw it on your website but I didn't see that you could buy it it said uh, out of stock so look it up on amazon because i know it's on there um and um and i'm sure wendy will fix up whatever was happening on the website um, but, yeah. yes yeah, yeah and you'll be able to also find the kindle versions as well online as well so um thank you so much wendy for sharing your experience and your three shortcuts to happiness um you know i i, I know a lot of people think of them as common sense but it's a good reminder you know, have I been doing this? Have I not been? What's been going on? You know, I think always we can get into a particular pattern and we may forget some of those good things for us. So this is always even me, like just sitting here going, okay, you know, 
what haven't mm. I done out of those things that I could get back into, you know, to even zhuzh up even more happiness in life. <laughs> That's it. And I think I understand, understanding why those three, three things work, if you understand how they work, Mm. Um, I think you're more um, more likely to enable yourself to remind yourself to be able to do those bare minimum things to get them yeah. going. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Oh, well, guys, go and check out these couple of books, um, especially and look out for Wendy's upcoming um, online course in July. I'm sure she'll um, she'll let us know a bit more information when when that's kind of ready to launch. Um, I talk to her regularly, so if you need to get in touch with her, you can get in touch with me and I'll I'll, I'll, um, I'll put you guys in contact. Um, so thank you again, Wendy. And guys, have an amazing week ahead. Brand new week, uh, almost school holidays. So you have to be, hopefully you have something planned. If you've got kitties around, we're off to Bali this Thursday mm -hmm. to warm up. <laughs> uh, and uh, have a great week ahead. Smash it out, like I say always. Bye, guys. See you, Wendy. Bye.